space where all the stars shine. Some hold greatness close, keeping out the cold, while others act as a lighthouse, telling stories untold. This is our responsibility as beings of all kinds, to search, to embrace, ride the waves and find all of our stars. This is Star Trek Bait. With Joshua's Lieutenant Canton, Kevin, Lieutenant Commander Kelbeck, Chris, Commander Onal, and Tracy as Captain Vigrel. We pick up with the officers finding out that with their missions being so successful so far, they are to go further into deep space. It is now the year 2317, so it's been one year since you guys started this mission. It's a few weeks since your last adventure, and Starfleet has notified you over subspace that with the success of your mission so far, you are now entrusted to explore past your original boundary. Instead of heading back towards Federation territory, they want you to keep adventuring forward. The main reason for this could be that while most of the territory was a very barren part of the galaxy that you guys were going through, it looks like you're just now coming up on more normal space. And this barren space is the main reason this part of the galaxy hadn't been explored before. But now you're trying to find more systems with interesting planets and even a few other intelligent species. And while most of them have been pre-industrial, and thus you haven't interfered, there have been some warp-capable species that you have encountered. Uh, what are some other things that you have encountered in the last few weeks? Vigrel, give it up to you since you're captain. We encountered a really small wormhole. Did you go through it? You no, we couldn't fit through it, but we could send messages through it. What did you send messages to and from? And Did you find out where the other side was? Well, we didn't exactly, but we exchanged the messages that we sent to Starfleet Command to try to figure out who was on the other end and what they were saying. Ah, so untranslated messages from yeah. something. Okay. It, it was, you know, an organic species, but... Next, uh, Kelvec. In the last few weeks, anything of interest to you that has happened or you have encountered? Parasitic pitcher plants. Terrible. Maybe. <laughs> Par there might have been parasitic pitcher plants. Oh, maybe not. I don't know why that popped. Uh, <laughs> like pitcher plants. Yeah. Okay. That's a trope. You can think about it some and we can go to Canton. So we've just been in like empty space, but have now come into normal space? Well, no, it's like it's normal space, but it was barren as in there weren't a lot of systems. Because there's really nothing... I mean, you guys found, like, this last year of adventuring, you guys have went through this system. But it's kind of not a lot going on, because not a lot of resources, kind of barren, not very interesting. We saw a dead planet with evidence of a civilization millions of years old that had died out millions of years ago due to a star dying that destroyed the system and affected surrounding space. Nice. Was it, by chance, the ones that seeded the Alpha Quadrant and Beta Quadrant? I wouldn't know anything about that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Canton, last few weeks, anything interesting to you that you've encountered or that has happened on the ship? 
Did you get a plant? Uh, well, Meklovash, she finally had her baby. Yes. Um, it was kind of exciting times. She's, I, I think, uh, her and her husband, as we are at least referring to, are the only uh, Katarians on the ship. Uh, things would have been normal and fun, except, you know, that weird space energy entity thing tried to take over the baby and then uh, uh, fry everyone. <laughs> As it but, does. Uh, yeah. We managed to flush it back out into the universe, into a nebula uh, or something, and um, it, it messed with my memory a little bit. It zapped me, and I fell asleep and missed the end of it. But everything was good afterwards. Did it really zap you? Yes. Why would okay. you even ask that? Space cloud or something. Took over baby. Did it give the baby powers? Oh, yeah. Like uh, glowing, electric, um, glowing. I, I, I'm thinking like uh, Raiden like powers. Ooh, Raiden. Could she teleport? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like teleport and bolt of lightning. Ooh. Only the... through the floor up into them. Yes. And did she, is she oh, the one that go. defeated the parasitic pitcher plants? <laughs> <laughs> like, she became possessed, and the entity was like, you have these parasitic pitcher plants you guys had picked up, and no one knew. So it, like, took care of that problem, and then it got too powerful, and you guys had to kick it out. You think they might have been natural enemies, and that was why they both appeared at the same time? It, it could have been, yeah. Bringing I mean, their fight onto my ship. They're more enemies, obviously, because there's no pitcher plants in space. You don't find them there. There's a reason for that. Oh. And you don't find any space gas clouds on Earth because they kill each other. <laughs> so logically, you guys saved the day. Well, logically. Well, the, the baby did. And then you had to save the baby from itself. So, those fun things happened the last few weeks. Baby's getting a little full of itself, I think. Yeah, exactly. When you become an all-powerful gas cloud, raiding, teleporting, lightning person, you get a little headstrong. All Plus, hell the glow cloud. Plus, she was probably sleepy. That's what it was. Canton talked her to sleep. No Night Vale vans? No, still no. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I've heard it's good. Okay, so we'll actually start. So we'll start today with yet another normal shift on the bridge. Uh, this normality is interrupted when communication says that they're getting what appears to be a distress signal. And they can translate it and put it through if you want, Captain. Uh, by all means. Uh, it comes through and it's coming in through some weird language and it slowly gets translated over. And it says, to any coalition ship in range, our thermal core neutralizer has been damaged and we require immediate assistance. We are falling into the gravitational pull of a planet and will be destroyed. And it just repeats that over and over. Do we have a location on that ship? You do, Helm says. It's a few minutes away at high warp. Lay in a course, maximum warp. Have you got a catchphrase? <laughs> We've been working for months on this, Tracy. I know. <laughs> Kick it. <laughs> when you say kick it, you actually have to kick. <laughs> Get on with it already. <laughs> nice. Okay. Get on with it already. Okay. So you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's. I, I want to 
mimic Captain Picard, but I hey, he could be mimicking me. Exactly. <laughs> he at this point has not gotten the stargazer. So for all you know, he could be on this ship. Get her done. <laughs> oh, God no. No. <laughs> okay. So they lay it in and very boringly lay in. What does Janeway in. say? Or Kirk? I don't know what Kirk says. Doesn't I mean, he say like, um, like. I think they just go on with their things. Like, yeah. They maybe just for, do it. Maybe Picard was the only one that had a catchphrase. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't, can't think of one for anyone else. Picard had two. Make it so, engage. Uh huh. Number one. Well, I make love, it so was really more his catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. I love Picard Day. Uh, that was my favorite quote. Okay. So you guys are going. Um, what are you going to do before you get there? Renaissance or sweet? Give me investigation or notice for, or a protocol or however, whatever you're doing to actually, what are you looking for? Inspectigate. Inspectigate for what? For uh, anomalies. Okay, cool. Four. Well, I mean, I'll avoid the number. Okay, so you're inspectigating for four. Oh, four. Yeah, just to get a reading on that area. We'll get back to that. Uh, Canton, are you doing anything? Nope. Cool. Vigrel, are you doing anything while he's inspectigating? Well, I'm having you know engineering perform or prepare a engineering team prepared and having tactical ready the tractor beam. Okay. We'll just put something on the ship, you know. All teams at the ready or something. Yeah, that's good. Cool. While you're inspecticating, I like that word, you'll see long-range sensors. We'll say that there is a ship uh, at that location, just one ship, I'm going into a planet. This far out, you can even tell it's a habitable planet. It does look like there's some kind of problems. You can't tell because you're too far out. But as you get closer, you can tell that they are telling the truth, at least it appears to be. Their coils are like overheated and all the things. I just hit random uh, techno babble. Thermal <laughs> conversion coils. That was what it was, I think. So, as long as it's not the inversion coils. Yeah, those. Oh man, this this would be already over. But you can tell that they are not moving. They're damaged. You guys are gonna come out of warp somewhere near it. We'll just say that with that four, you can tell it's like a science tactical vessel. About a size 6 or a Cody 6. And Tactical can tell that basically their engines and warp drive and transporters and energy manipulation stuff are just destroyed. Mechanically speaking, there's two consequences on there. A severe consequence and a moderate consequence. Is it it clear what caused the damage? Like, is there weapons, obvious weapons damage? I got two mixing signals. What did people say? Good. I was just asking: Is it clear what caused the damage? Like, is there are there clear weapon? Is there clear weapons damage? Okay, we'll deal with that in a second. Canton, Captain, recommend we use a tractor beam to uh, cease their uh, degrade into the planet. They are getting dangerously close to tearing through the atmosphere. It may have drastic consequences on any life forms below. I think that's a good idea. I think maybe first I'll try to contact them to let them know. Kelvec, are you going to scan for tactical information like that? Oh, yeah. Cool. Give me a uh, in- inspecticating. 
Uh, five. Ooh. You can tell that it is not from weapons damage. It is actually from some internal explosion. What their emergency message said seems to match up. They do. Their shields are up, and they've got thrusters working, but not impulse. So they're using their thrusters to stay above orbit. And I'm guessing if their shields are up, we can't lock on a tractor beam? That is correct. You can try, but it'll just kind of bounce off the thing. They're not, they are currently staying with a five. You can tell they're currently staying in orbit, but, I mean, the stuff's eventually going to break down, and they're going to start just falling into the atmosphere. Yeah. What did they call themselves? A coalition ship? No, they're, they're asking assistance from a coalition ship. Okay. To any coalition ship in range, our thermal blah, blah, blah. Did we run into those coalition folks? The there was a probe. Back. Yeah, there was a probe at your last adventure saying, by order of the coalition, don't go down to the surface. Oh yeah. The ones that tried to warn you. The probe <laughs> they had was above. You could tell that it was above the that previous planet. It was above the atmosphere, but it had been sucked down into it over time. So what are you doing, Captain? All right, open hailing frequencies. Communications will say, sir, they, they've stopped seeing the distress signal as soon as we got into range. I'm trying to hail them. It, it appears they don't want... Wait, here it comes. You'll hear just an audio coming through. There's staticky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, who are, who are you? Are you? Are you a coalition vessel? I'm Captain Vigril of the Federation Starship Tolona 2, and I'm here to offer assistance. They want to cut off communications, but give me a rapport check. I'm assuming you don't want them to cut off communications. Yeah, four. You get a plus one because you're using the captain's chair. Oh, nice. Five. Okay. You hear nothing back? Uh, you are trying to convince them with your nice Federation stuff. Yeah, so... We're probably going to have to... Oh, what are you saying? I, well, I was going to say more if, if I need to. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> they are going to say they are going to have to take a consequence to not do that. <laughs> um, something of untrusting, ignorantly untrusting. Oh, wait. They're taking a consequence from a report check? That's right. Or untrusting? They don't want to be convinced to receive your help. Well, yeah, but that shouldn't be what the consequence is. The consequence just gives them a boost, if you phrase it like that. What do you mean? I mean, if you're giving, if we're trying to convince them to like us, yes, the consequence that says they don't like us, then you know they tap that. That just benefits them instead of us. It's not really. No, no, they are ignorantly untrusting. It means they should be trusting. Oh, okay. But they're not. That's that's the way. If there's a better wording, but that's that's what it means for me. Okay. Just from the player point of view, they should trust you, but they're being ignorantly untrusting as a negative to them. Okay. Um, with with the channel open. Uh, and they're gonna. S- that's just to survive that. Yeah. They're gonna say back to you. If you're not coalition, we don't want anything to do with you. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do to us what you do to everybody else, and they're gonna pr- try to provoke you to leave. Oh man, 
So is that discipline? Uh, Willpower? Uh, how do you respond? Look, we're on a peaceful mission. We're explorers from little ways across the galaxy. We got your distress, distress call. We, we're here to help, but if you don't want it, we can always sit back and watch your orbit degrade until your ship is destroyed. It's up to you. Wow, Mr. Uh, <laughs> awesome Negotiator there. It's only a provoke of a three. I, that's a provoke back. And I think uh, you get a plus one defense or something. Well, see, with that roll, I just got a minus one there on the roll. So, Yes, you're at a three. Gonna... The cap, um, your, your native Tellarite thing gives you a plus one. Right. So you're at a four. They rolled a three. They're not convincing you to back off at all. Uh, what are you going to do in response? I'm going to be a uh, distress ship. We are going to stay here in a safe orbit, and if you decide you don't want to die in that planet's atmosphere, let me know, and we will happily pull you out. And we're not asking anything in return. We're just here to help. Nice. That's very sweet. Uh, I guess like a presence or – yeah, why not? Give me a presence check. Okay. That would be a three. Okay. They're going to try to ignore you with discipline. Now, they got a three. So you don't do anything. They don't answer anything back. Uh, Kelvec, give me a notice check. Five. Five? Well, for a five, you can tell that they are actually charging up weapons while Mr. Vigrel is talking. Captain... Uh... They are charging their weapons. Ray Shields. <laughs> They're charging their weapons? While yes. While the thermal cohesion uh, coil is um, damaged? Ray Shields, but also, can I get, like, how much damage can, how strong is that ship? For a five, she's a little bit smaller than you. Her shields are, like, six, mechanically speaking. So who wants to roll for your engineer to raise the shields? Just to see what the number is. Canton, you do it. She starts at a six, seven. So seven out of seven out of seven out of nine. That's fine. They are going to remove themselves from that social combat and start firing at you guys. Move us out of weapons range. <laughs> okay. Because we. We can be out of weapons range and still talk to them. They shoot some phaser things. Since you guys got shields up, it just bounces off your shields. Could I spend a fate point to say that since it is the uh, thermal conversion coil that was damaged, that because they're firing weapons, they're overheating and putting their ship in danger? Yes, I will take that fate point. It is nice. Yours. Thank you. Also, did you guys want to put any fate points on the ship? It currently has three. I'll throw I'm good. one on there. Okay. I heard Kelvex said one. And I put one. Vigril, you're okay with two? Yeah. Okay, cool. She has five on her now. You guys can tell that it's starting to be damaged with the five from the Inspecticating. Other things are starting to overheat. You guys have backed off. Uh, Captain, what are your orders? I'll put it in a channel, and okay, look, I don't know what you got against us. We're here on a peaceful mission. You keep doing that, it's just going to shorten 
the life of your ship. Now, if you want to deal with us peacefully, we can get you out of that and help you repair your ship. It's up to you. Nice. Give me a rapport or... Well, are you trying to get them to do something? I'm trying to get them to let us help them. Okay, provoke. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> that's There's a three right now. Somewhere. Huh? No, that's a two. Huh? Is smell involved in some way? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Smell is not involved. I'm sorry, but that would be awesome. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to... They do have the fact that they are ignorant. I'll just leave that. Captain, oh. if I may make a suggestion? Yeah. They seem to be responding very hostily to uh, you know, spoken words and attempts at communication. We have in uh, our explorations dealt with species that respond better to other forms of communication. Maybe we could try um, you know, some music or some... Probably not some Klingon opera, but you know, just something that would at least boggle their minds that okay, maybe this isn't an attack ship. That that's not a bad idea. Before we get there, though, I'm gonna tap son of a Tellerite captain and re-roll that last roll. Okay. And now we've got a six on provoke. Okay, that's why he's a captain. <laughs> uh, you're trying to provoke them to let you help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, how are they going to defend? That's what you're going to say. Uh, they're just going to scream back over the comms. You're never going to take us alive. We've heard about what you can do. Oh, man. So if he loses, that means that they will help you? If it takes them out, then yeah. Yeah. Uh, why can't you guys just do what I have planned? No, That'd be like, too easy. It would. I. Our federations is what we're supposed to do. Oh no, I know. Well, we're not them, but you're getting the end result. Yeah. And the ends always justify the means, of course. You're really good at convincing them that you're actually good. They, yeah, they do not want. The captain does not want you to take them alive at any cost whatsoever. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's. He's going to take another consequence. <laughs> another social consequence. What is a good one for him to say no to that? Self-sacrificing? Mutinous crew. What about his mutinous crew? Ooh. <laughs> so they're prob- they probably want to live, but he's the one that you know wants to push on, so he's going against the wishes of his crew. Huh, you would think that... But the fact... Oh, yeah. This is good. Uh, kind of metagaming. That would make a lot of sense. But not in this situation. Okay. Got, is he more you, terrified of his crew? No, no. Him and the crew are deathly afraid of of being boarded by you. You That was really good. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, they are deathly afraid of being boarded okay. by... Just, I'm going to have crazy with fear or something. Not the fact that you're Federation, just the fact that you're not Coalition. So it's not just the captain. Any other times, you know, it would be mutinous. 
This is something that you guys can work out afterwards, probably. But right now, your players know it. With that consequence, Kelbeck is going to get some interesting readings, and he'll verify it with science, that their weapons, the energy into their weapons has now been dumped into the warp core, and they are going into self-destruct. Engineering, how far away do we need to be from that ship, and how soon? Far and now. Okay, set a course away from here. Maximum warp. <laughs> Captain, are we going to leave them to die? Can I... I don't see that we have any other choice. Can I send an inverse polarity pulse beam through our... Uh, deflector. deflector shield... Deflector array uh, to disperse the energy in the warp core? That, that, that's what I was going to suggest. If you hit the shield and make them burn the energy... To dissipate through their shields and into the atmosphere. Absolutely. Then uh, either or their shields, they'll have to shut off their shields, which I don't think they will do. But if they do, then we can start teleporting them out before it blows up. That's good. Or we could just, or we could just hightail it out of here. Like hit it with, from the deflector array. Send right. the pulse through the deflector array. If we burn out all of their energy, if they burn it out through the shields and they won't have any to self destruct. The only way they'd be able to counter that, that we know of, is to shut down their shields and thus teleport them out. Exactly. Like air from a balloon. No. Stop. (laughs) 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 Nice reference. Um, I like the Technobabble. How about I offer all of you a fate point... To, for your Star Trekky aspect, you do that. It does stop their warp core from overloading, but the fact that Canton had put on there that they have problems after firing their weapons, mm-hmm. that explodes and destroys the ship. What? You really want them dead, don't you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if our we're still in the bargaining working, stages. If yeah. we, if. The plan was working, and you're insistent on blowing them up. Can I'm we... not totally insistent. I'm not 100%. Of course, I'm not going to control that. But go ahead. If it blows up, I'm, I'm all for finding a way that it doesn't blow up. But if it does blow up, they have their shields would have to go out first. Would we be able to beam some of them aboard first? And we would save some of them. I realize there's a danger to our ship blowing up because our shields would have to be down. Yes, they would have to be down. But we would be able to at least save someone. I'm, seriously, that's a horrible idea. I know somebody... No, no, no. Idea. I like it. But <laughs> that's really all I've got. What does everybody else think? You get, you do get to save some of them. And somebody will just make a scholarship roll to see how many people get saved. It'll probably be Kelvac. I like that idea. Yeah, all right. Somebody's got to die, I guess. So... You guys overload the blah, 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 blah with the blue blah, blah, deeps. Uh, you get to, tell, to transport some out before it blows up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not what I wanted to do, but I don't care. It's what the story does. So now do we have to roll to avoid damage? Yes. Or? Uh, we'll deal with that in a second. Kelvet, give me a scholarship roll to see how many people you get. In the split second. Nice. 
That's a seven. I transported them directly to sick bay. Okay, so seven people. We'll, we'll talk about what happens with those people in sick bay in a second. For your shields to come down and be attacked by that ship, you've already moved away some, but you haven't gone to warp yet. It's going to do... It's like it rammed you. Okay. So it's going to do kind of, since we're just going to say just for brevity's sake that it does that. Six plus another six, and we'll randomize it with this roll. It explodes. It does 13 damage. Your shields are at seven. Mm-hmm. So it does eight. Your shields come down. One, two, three, four. Wait, 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 wait. 13 minus 7 is 6. Oh, thank you. So it doesn't do any consequences or anything because you guys had already backed away, but not too far away. Yeah. So it, it shakes a little bit. When you guys – it shakes a little bit, and then you get a message from Sick Bay saying, uh, Captain, this is uh, – Commander Williams, we've we've got a problem here. Okay, what's the problem? They're they're just trying to kill everybody. Okay, uh, security, get a detail down to sick bay. Kelvec, I think you better head down there too. And well, on my way. Canton and I better go too. Whoever is senior after that has the bridge. Uh, to tell us. Thank you for listening to episode 36 of our continuing Star Trek Fate Adventures. If you'd like to hear other episodes, you can do that at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com on the iTunes and the Stitcher and all the other places you can find podcasts. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Good things, bad things, all the things, doesn't matter. We'd love to get feedback. You can do that at burneverythinggaming at gmail.com. You also have the Facebook and the Twitter. There's links to that and all this stuff. Also, if you'd like to help support us, get better equipment so you can hear us better, and you can also decide what adventures we do, where we play, different kinds of things are available over there at our Patreon page, and you can find that or Google Bing, click the link, whatever the stuff is. Either way, hope you keep enjoying.